You're listening to the Counting Lights Podcast with Chris Dimity and Dan Danzy. Counting Lights Podcast, where comedy and wrestling lock up. And we're back with the Counting Lights Podcast. Bam, we've been trying to record this episode now at this table for three or four fucking weeks. Yeah, sorry uh, folks that are uh, regular listeners. I don't know who you are, but... Y'all, you don't email us. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we're going to try and get a rhythm back with us. Uh, we got it. It's been it. crazy. Um, we're back recording now. Um, we recorded We recorded episodes in Houston. Houston was a good time, by the way. Yeah. Houston but the memory card messed up. And We've so, been having some technical dis- difficulties. I wouldn't say technical difficulties. What I will say is... Pop right on there. Chris's in-laws are in town. <laughs> oh my god! And I didn't know how much he needed this podcast until today. The first words out of his mouth were, "I've been wanting to do this." <laughs> Actually, what I said was, I'm this, said so. "I said I'm this close to shooting up at McDonald's." Yes. <laughs> so uh, they don't listen to the podcast. No, yeah, like if if you. Uh, <laughs> You know my in-laws, uh, K-Fay, would you? Um, listen, uh, just, I'll start out by saying I love my in-laws. I do. You fucking don't. I love them. I really honestly do, and I want to you love, love them because they You love them because they let you marry their I, daughter. I, I, I love that's, them. <laughs> that's about as far as it goes, I, Chris. I love them, but uh, they have moved into the house. Um, oh, they Jesus. have moved into the house. They've been there a week. My wife is actually getting a full hip replacement surgery coming up here on Monday. And they moved into the house about a week ago to show up and kind of um, help out around the house. It's which, like Christmas which is, vacation. Which is, is, yes, it's exactly what it is, bro. <laughs> like, like, have you, Fucking Clark Griswold. Have you seen... Uh, have you seen four Christmases? Yeah, yeah. yeah like my son and I are walking around going mistletoe. It's the, it's the fucking safe word for like yes, I'm gonna strangle yes, grandma. It's mistletoe. <laughs> uh, it's it's that they moved in to help around, but you know it's like they're they're trying to do their best, and uh, but they're in their eighties. Yeah, and um, and Jeez. my, my uh, father in law's eighty six, and my uh, mother in law's uh, like eighty three. But the, the but when you're in your 80s, that's where like the filter's absolutely gone. Yeah, you don't give a fuck. You don't give else. a fuck yes. what anyone else don't, thinks, and you just say whatever the you fuck say you whatever want. Whatever you want, positive or negative, and uh, not positive. <laughs> <laughs> never, never positive. And listen, listen. Uh, to be judged in your own house. <laughs> On a daily basis, they call you fat and shit. No, well, no, no. They don't comment not on to my way. face. <laughs> but uh, to give you an example, and I didn't, uh, I didn't, I didn't tell you this. Uh, we were we were chatting before the podcast, so I do things like the little things. Like my son, when he plays a football game, uh, I, uh, the next morning, if I get off early enough, I'll go by and get donuts. Yeah. And, uh, and you know, give him donuts before he's got to be at practice. Yeah. Give him a little, you know, attaboy, you know, yeah, and yeah. a reward. 
hard. So I bought donuts for everybody. Fuck, I buy donuts just for waking up in the morning. Like, I reward <laughs> myself. All right, another day I've lived. Buy a box of donuts and I put some special things in there and get him a chocolate milk. Well, you, and put, having, you, you know, you put THC oil in the fucking... <laughs> boy, if, I, if anybody put, has some. You're drugging the fucking donuts? Yeah, like, I can't take it, but I'm sure the grandparents would probably enjoy it and probably it would do them a ton of good. So, uh, yeah, I go, uh, um, so I show up and I uh, wake him up and I'm like, hey, bro, got your donuts, uh, you know, get ready for school and I'll take you to school. It's the, kind of the only day I get to take him to school. So yeah, to sure. me, it's, a, you know, it's special. And it's, it's not special to him. He's 15. No, of course not. Fuck, but yeah. To me, it's, <laughs> you know. He's like, all right, dad, and, drop me off and then drive away really fast. Don't watch your yeah. friends to- my so friends I'm like, uh, hey, uh, hey, mom, uh, you know, I got donuts for everybody. Oh, we don't. Oh, we, oh God, we don't eat donuts, so we can't eat that. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Jesus Christ, that's, that's too, too much goddamn sugar. Oh, Lord. Okay, mom, that's cool. That's cool. Why does wait? Why does your mother-in-law sound like Adam Sandler doing a Boston no, impression? No, little, little, They're from they're from Minnesota. Oh, okay. So they talk like they're from Fargo sometimes, you know. And she's like, "Oh no, we oh we can't eat donuts. Oh Lord, no, that's too much sugar." I'm okay, mom. Don't listen. I bought the donuts. You don't have to eat them. Yeah, yeah. And she promptly goes and wakes my wife up to announce to my wife that she doesn't eat donuts. Okay. I mean, people gotta know. <laughs> I'll alert the fucking media. I'll call Reader's Digest. So, uh, so uh, my father-in-law finally pulls himself out of the, you know, nightly stupor of sleeping as a 86-year-old man in a recliner. I'm envious. And uh, first thing I go, Dad, I go, Dad, got donuts in there? Got to get you a donut. Oh my God! You want to talk pissing, pissing my mother-in-law off, man? <sighs> Holy shit! Of course, what's he do? Fucking make him a cup of coffee and dive into the donut. Yeah, you know, because he's still he's still he's, alive. He has damn some it! Sort of fucking life like that. <laughs> One day I came out. It was Friday, so for how saw oh so how was work? <laughs> I love Come. the fucking accent. Why yes. why haven't you incorporated her <laughs> no into the stand-up set? Okay, oh Lord! Uh, oh how was work? Go, Mom, it was work. Kind of sucks. And she goes, "Well, it doesn't get much get much better when you're tired. You just kind of sit around and doing nothing." And I go, "Well, Mom, thanks a lot for giving me a positive outlook on the future." God damn! <laughs> Everything has got to be done the minute that they think of. So wait, how how long how long have they been at your place? They've been, they've been at the house for a week. Jesus Christ. And I think they're going to be there probably another three weeks. Jesus fucking God. And my wife has probably convinced me that they're staying through Thanksgiving. Oh, fuck. So, um, and... Well, feel, feel free to come over here any fucking time. We don't have to record a podcast. You know, it's can, funny. It's, it's you know, like... I'm I can going, introduce you I to go, the world of PlayStation. I've had a bunch of offers... But, like, you know, kind of feel guilty kind of just, you know, ducking out on the family. And, you know, I mean, no, my 15-year-old kid doesn't have a problem no, with he it. he doesn't give a shit. No, fuck, no. He, he can't wait to get out of that fucking house. He doesn't give a shit. Like, it was, like, I really would love to shake some positivity into him, you know? Like, I understand. It's, it's, I mean, Is I don't this know. code for, like, killing him? Like, shaking him to death? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Might be subconscious, man. <laughs> 
Listen, once again, I, I want, just want, I want to, to repeat. I just I want love to, my fucking in-laws. I want to. I just, just want to, in case something happens to them. I just want to drive some positivity into the wall. <laughs> I've never spent more time in my uh, garage. I want to drive them off a cliff of positivity. <laughs> Go. I'm sorry. Uh, no, they remind me of my uh, when my grandparents, and my dad's parents, got to 80s and shit, and they were just you know. Oh, I don't do my grandmother. Oh, no. oh, oh wait, you know, all, all, all we, all we just, the, and they're from up north. Yeah, you know, they're from the Midwest, and and God forbid I should put pepper on something. Jesus, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Like, it's like, I mean, whew, she made me a meatloaf. Yeah, that was real nice. I, just, that was the day I went off of her. Was about it just the, like about the, the vaccines? Oh no. <laughs> You know, my folks are, listen, listen, everybody knows I am a, uh, I'm physically conservative. I like, I like fiscally, fiscally, not physically, fiscally conservative. Not, not physically. Listen, don't correct me, motherfucker. I'm you said physically. I, when it how, comes, wait, wait, wait. Listen, what, how don't you, fuck with my money and don't fuck with my guns. How are you physically conservative? Well, let me show you my asshole and I'll tell you. Never been touched by another dick. Fucking motherfuckers. That's all I need, Dan. You motherfucker. Hey, you came over here and wanted to record a podcast. And, and so... <laughs> oh, don't just... I, literally, I'm fucking... I've never been so happy at work in my life. Yeah. Yeah. Just fucking whistling songs, aren't you? Just, just zippity doo dah. <laughs> No, my grandmother, when she was in her 80s, like, she would smell. She stopped showering, right? And we were like, Grandma, like, why won't you shower? And she goes, oh, I'll drown. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> like, wait, do you just, like, look up at the water with your mouth open like a chicken? Oh, like, what, do you, what do you mean you'll drown? <laughs> anyway. My other grandmother, we took her. This is the most racist thing, by the way. This is my grandmother, though. This uh-huh. was not me. I need to preference this before I tell the story. We, my, my brother and I, we took my grandmother out to like a barbecue place or to some restaurant. I forget what it was. For her, like her, her birthday, right? And ne- <laughs> next to our table was like a black family. And the, and the kids were running around. It was really irritating. Oh, I think you told me the story. We were, it was irritating my grandmother. My grandmother went, well. They irritated quickly, they don't did, they? It wasn't even like a long. These kids had just been running around for like 10 I seconds. I don't know why people have got to be so goddamn happy. <laughs> I wish my grandmother said that. She goes, what is it in here? Juneteenth? And I was like, God, fuck Jesus it. Jesus Christ. Check, please. <laughs> we're, you know, we're going to take the food to go. This was a bad idea. Yeah, my, uh, my <laughs> they're from Minnesota. They wouldn't know what Juneteenth is. The, yeah, because, no, you know, the North was just like, hey, you're free. And then Texas was like, yeah, hey, give it a they bit. They were like, shh. Texas is like, uh, let's, 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 let's tell, tell them in six ha- months. You don't have to tell them, everybody. We got Come some on. shit to get we done. We know, that's all that really matters, right? <laughs> no, like old old people. Holy Jesus Christ. I think uh, all old people need to go to space like Shatner and just just look at the void. Oh, my God. <laughs> and then they'll I'm eat 90 all. 90 years old. Seriously, if your mother-in-law went to space and came back. That'll learn her. Bro, she'll eat all the fucking donuts. Like she'll she'll never not eat donuts. Right. You know. This is what I don't understand. Like, you know, 
like it's tough to get around and like <laughs> and, and you know like things are like you have no money and you fucking just like Jesus Christ well, that's what happens when you quit drinking and fucking smoking so early I you'll rip. fucking live a long time oh yeah no no I'm, well, thank you because uh, I quit drinking <laughs> <laughs> and I smoke jewels but I mean you know. Oh well, I kind of want to live a long time, Chris. I have yeah, a until you get there, bro. A fa- family, until you get there. I want to go through at least five or six dogs before I get kicked the bucket. Yeah, but I'm not. I don't think I'm going to be one of the. I mean, I might in my 80s. I don't know. In my 80s, I'm going to be wild as shit. Fuck, I'm barely half. Well, listen, you're more than halfway there, you old, you, yeah. you, you ancient yeah. fuck. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I am. <laughs> Yeah, because 50s, your 50s are just a countdown to 60. Yeah. And your 60s are just a countdown until you fucking die. Well, I mean, yeah, that's. I guess that's a way of looking at it. It's very well, pessimistic. I try and be positive I'm, about it. Well, I'm at the countdown to 40s. Right. That's what I'm at right now. Yeah, like. I'm uh, not digging it. <laughs> Can I just bro, say. Bro, my 30s were so much fun. Well, yeah, you wrestled and got to fucking see the world. Dude. I'm fucking. Beat women off with a stick. I'm not beating women off with a stick. I guess that's why. I mean, shit, Chris, look mm, at me. Yeah. I'm not beating women. I'm beating off <laughs> <laughs> to women to women with sticks. Yeah, it's tough to do that <laughs> in my house right now, too. Oh, God. Oh, God. Okay. Uh, so, Leland, your, your son I doesn't to care. Go, I went to go. I went to go. I went to go. Take a fucking dump the other day. Oh, God. Okay. Graphic. Take a dump the other day. Not when I need to. And the toilet seat was wet. Hold on. Now that you bring that up, we were in the hotel in Houston, and he took a dump, and I almost went downstairs to the lobby and and got a different room. telling you. (laughs) Some people are better at it than other people. It had nothing to do with being. It was. It was. Goddamn. God damn. No, it was a good experience down in Houston. Houston was fun. I, I, Houston. I'm excited. I'd be excited to go back and spend time. Those really friendly people down there. Houston Houston was fun. And we got a couple of thank yous. Uh, uh, one to Patrick Eady, Brian uh, Gendron, uh, uh, and Antonio Aguilar for having us down there for four shows, two days. Uh, two at Rudyard's, two at Secret Group. It was really, really, really fun. Terrific. A lot of fun. We did not get to throw them a shout out. Because uh, the episode that we recorded got messed up on the memory card. Um, but with your in-laws in town, like, this is just bringing more material. Like, I want to hear that accent on stage. But let's just talk comedy for a second, because right. you got to work Comedy Arena with Mikey B. How'd I did. that go? I, I had, uh, uh, it was terrific. What a great weekend. Uh, uh, hosted for uh, for Mikey B, who headlined, and uh, uh, Liz Splat. Uh, was our feature Liz is hilarious just a fucking crazy woman just if you get to see her she's fucking terrific yeah um, really a, a young comic but really just coming up uh, really fast in the in the uh, scene here in Dallas and, and she's recently moved to Austin you know everyone's doing so, that um, I think uh, she didn't move particularly for comedy. I think she had some family down there. But oh, well, that's uh, nice. Yeah, she recently graduated from uh, North Texas, and she's just uh, she's she's really been hitting hard. She was hilarious. We had a couple guest spots. Mm. We had Jimmy Nelson mm. guest spot for us on Friday night, and then we had uh, Anthony Walton. Anthony Walton mm-hmm. on Saturday night, and we had just a great dude. Uh, f- uh, 
Friday night's crowd was uh, skinny, but real good vocal crowd. A lot of fun. Yeah. Really involved. Saturday night was tremendous. Full crowd. Uh, Mayor of McKinney was in the crowd. Yeah, he came yeah. to he came to our last. He came to my weekend that you opened. So yeah, it was terrific. Was, and and everybody, everybody was very friendly. Um, uh, did my set on Saturday night and went to the back to go sit down. And somebody from one of the tables that I didn't even know sent me a beer, told me I was funny. And so, I mean, that's a real mm. positive. If somebody that goes, is, hey, man, man. Send, send, the, send that guy a beer. So, uh, see, Chris, you should have had, you should have had counting light shirts. You would have, you yeah, yeah, but it I'm was, just fucking with I don't you. think, I don't, I don't think it was a real merch crowd, but, but, uh, <laughs> we, had a, we had a lot of fun people. It was fun working with Mikey B and I, I, I love working at comedy arena. We got to have Mikey B on the podcast. We keep saying, we keep trying to get in, we keep trying to make it happen. And then last time we tried to make it happen, didn't work out and we just, uh, didn't, uh, fucking do it. We'll, we'll get Mikey B on the podcast. Um, I wish I could tell you new things about comedy with me, but uh, we were supposed to go to Austin, and that didn't end up happening because of uh, transportation uh, issues. We were all going to carpool, and then the carpool became no Dude, more. I mean, but, you know, it, it is what it is. It happens. Uh, well, next- maybe for the best. I always think when, when, when things like that happen, like, <clears throat> let's say... Um, uh, you know, something makes me late to work. Yeah. I was trying to look at the positive side. Well, maybe it kept me from, you know. Having a car God wreck forbid, or something. Having yeah. Having a car wreck yeah. or something. Yeah. God forbid. I mean, we were going to be there late. The show started at 1030. So we would have been driving back late. So, I mean, there's a, there's a bunch of positives to it. Um, one of the positives is I got to sit at ho- at home instead of go to work. Chill out. Yeah, just chill Get out. Play little, video little, games. Little uh, Dan time, you know. Yeah, well, you know, just <laughs> me beating off, beating women off with a stick, apparently. Yeah, yeah. Um, but my uh, next show uh, is going to be at Harvest House uh, in Denton. Haven't been to Denton in a long time. Ooh, when is that? Fuck if I know. Uh, no, <laughs> November tenth, November tenth, and then November eighteenth at Stomping Ground in Dallas. And then, uh, well, I. I can't announce the the December one yet. Got I can't. Some stuff going on. I got some stuff going on in December. Stuff going on in January, but I'm not going to announce it yet because there's other people on the lineup cool. and, and stuff like that. But cool. it's just this constant uh, comedy you thing. Got to keep stirring the pot and get so, new gigs. And you were talking keep to, it going. You were talking about your in laws. Well, on the on the way back from Houston, on the way to Houston, whatever the fuck it was, Chris kind of convinced me to to talk to my dad again. Yeah, Dan and I had a lot of uh, really good uh, conversations uh, in the car. It's almost like, uh, you know, being on the road, wrestling on the road, you know. You just, sure. You have, uh, you get tired. Oh, of, what was your rib, by the way? I still don't know what your rib you was. You haven't found it yet? What is it? Well, you gotta, is that the rib that there's gonna, no rib? Fucking, Would wait. you just please tell me? Otherwise, <laughs> like, we're just not, it's, I'm never going to find it. You will. No, Chris, because I never use that luggage. One, that's Misty's luggage. <laughs> so you better tell me, because it's Misty's. Does that make it funnier? <laughs> it makes it 10 miles funnier. I mean, I cleaned it out. I didn't it's find okay, anything. It's okay, bro. You'll, what is it? I uh, can't tell you, man. You might as well reveal it here on the, the podcast. You might as well reveal it here on the podcast, because I'm never going to look at that. <laughs> Driving Dan crazy. No, it's not. I'm never going to look at well, that bag again. crazy again. No, I'm not. I'm never looking I at that. I didn't say it was a bag. You said it was in the luggage. I did not. What do you, okay, well, so where is the, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> 
What is the rib? <laughs> you might as well reveal it here because it's never like. It's going to be like another it's year. No f- right, exactly. But then I'm going to be like, who the fuck did this? I'm not even going to remember that you did it. Uh, if you if you are if you are in the wrestling business and you're listening to this podcast and you understand what is so great about um ribbing somebody. That's what, what's the fucking uh, there's nothing you didn't do anything. Is that the rib? Just trying to make me think you did something? <laughs> it's the fucking endless rib, bro. I don't I don't understand you. Like, okay, I don't think he ribbed me at all because there's nothing in the luggage. None of my clothes were damaged. Okay, like I'm not gonna do anything. It's it's, it's it's the long rib, bro. It's the long rib. Yeah. Okay. God, but what if you like die and then I just never know? There's that's that's the fu- look, that's the ultimate look, long Chris, rib. We need listeners. Just fucking <laughs> just fucking tell me what you did. If you want to know the rib that I played on Dan, uh, email me. No fucking let's podcast. Bullshit, Chris. You know they're not gonna <laughs> email. Gmail.com. You know they're not gonna email. They never fucking email. We've given email them. Email me. I'll tell you the real. We've given them invitations to say whatever the fuck they want about me, and they still haven't emailed. What makes you think they're gonna email about the rib? Uh, so Dan, you called your dad. Okay, whatever. <laughs> Yeah, you know, he convinced... So, Chris and I are like, what, 20 years apart? About give yeah, or take? Yeah, yeah. Almost exactly. Yeah, so your dad's in your 80s, and my dad's... Uh, shit, 1955? What hell? 60s? 60s. Um, so... And so we you know, guys have had a... Uh, uh, had a frictioned well, relationship. Here's for, the thing for a few, it's, it's uh, many not, years. Maybe, yeah, sure. I don't know. I mean, you know, I mean, you guys, you know, I, don't always. Here, okay, you guys so, don't agree politically. No, and, and that's dude. That wasn't even it. And, that uh, wasn't even it. The, the I'm gonna put it on. You had me. a tough childhood. And and, it's not even. I mean, it was. It was. It was. Yeah, it I was. Mean, mad. I know you're over it, but you know, it was I mean, mad. I mean, there have been kids that I grew up with that were like raped by their parents and beaten yeah. and like. Compared to mine, it, it, mine's not a thing. Right. Um, it comes down to this. Like, I don't know how to be a son at 34. It's tough. Just like I didn't know how to be a son at 14 right. or a son at 24. See, a lot of people put the fucking blame on the parent and not everything. But parents get older just like the kids do. All right? And I guess at like 34, well, I'm listen, still... Listen, I'll tell you what. It's not easy being... Uh being a uh, good son at 53. Sure. And I guess with my dad, I kept thinking of him as my dad from when I was 24. Right. And thinking he could just go back to that person when he's getting older and senile. Uh, (laughs) And and (laughs) fucking getting crazy ideas. You know, it, it is kind of the reflection of the issue that like I'm having with my in-laws and probably, you know, some of the, now your in-laws just sound fucking terrible. (laughs) And some of the, you know, issues that I have with my old man too, is that, uh, there's a generation gap. Sure. We become, we become, uh, we like our lives the way we like our lives. Sure. And, uh, when things get, when monkey riches get thrown into, you know, like people come into your house or you fucking, or that you don't agree on something and you can't see that a person's side, it becomes, it becomes difficult. I mean, sure. But the thing I had to learn was just listen to the bullshit, just acknowledge that they're saying it, and but just don't judge and change the subject. 
And when someone put it in that perspective. That's the best way to be. Because Chris does that. Because with our dads, they're a part of the baby boomer generation. Right? Yeah, my dad was even before that. Your dad's before the baby boom? Yeah, my dad was born in 1935. God damn. He's 86 years old. So what generation is that? Is that the greatest generation? What is that? So you you know. Which, by the way, that's fucked, by the way. Technically, it probably is the, uh, it's probably the baby boomer boomer generation. It's after World War II. Technically, the baby boomers are, you know, well, it's, it's, you know, it's a broad range. So, you know. You know, technically, the baby boomers came after World War Two. Yeah, and then before it was Vietnam, the boom that. of everybody having fucking babies after World War Two. Yeah, after World War Two. But uh, my dad was—I mean, my dad. By the time World War Two was over, I mean, my dad was eleven years old. Well, I don't know what fucking generation your so, dad is. Then. But uh, yeah, it's well, my dad's a baby boomer, and the baby boomers think that they're just fucking the bee's knees. When you could look back, and like if you fought in the Vietnam War, you fought in the Vietnam War, power to you. But if you didn't fight in the Vietnam War and you're a baby boomer, why are you walking around like you did something? <laughs> That's my fucking question. All right? Like you're just walking around fucking thinking you do the shit, well, you know? Here's what I noticed about the generation that my in-laws are and my father is. They they spent their entire... they. They had they had difficult lives. Like my father was born during the Great Depression. Sure. Oh, okay. Well, you so, know. Um, so he. We, I don't know the name of that era. My, my father came from a very poor family. So the the post depression generation. Yeah, I mean, I guess is what we would call it. Yeah, it was yeah it was probably post depression. Your generation. dad has more reason to walk around. Like he's the shit than my dad. Yeah, he's. Well, yeah, he. I'll I'll tell you this. It's surprising. It's surprising the way that my father came from nothing, and really made something incredible out of so himself. The bootstrap. So. Let's just call it the bootstrap. The bootstrap. The bootstrap generation. Pull right? yourself up by the bootstraps. And then my dad's a baby boomer. So I, I just I think it's. Just, so my dad comes from that generation where he knows all and, and every everything. And uh, they spent their they spent their entire lives trying to convince everybody that every decision they made was correct. Sure, yeah, exactly. That's that's absolutely it. And, and we then, and we figured out as kids in the seventies that they were full shit. And I because <laughs> nobody's fucking perfect. No, it's true. And I guess it was because how the world was going. So my dad and I last spoke on January sixth, the day of the insurrection. No shit. And my dad's, you know, right wing and everything, but he's, he's, you know, that day he was not in support, but he wasn't, he wasn't like dejecting it. He wasn't saying it was bad. Right. You know, and it was just kind of one of those things where it's like, we're living in a pandemic. His son is high risk and he could, his son could die and he doesn't fucking care. So I just had all these built up emotions as everybody did at that time. Now that we've been vaccinated and everything, well, I mean, my dad hasn't, but now that we've all, <laughs> now that we've all been vaccinated, my in-laws took three extra ones. Jesus Christ! <laughs> they got vaccinations for diseases that haven't even come out They're yet. Okay, like, hey, give me them all. <laughs> yeah, no. So, and that's another thing. My so I get on the phone with him, and you know, we're talking, whatever. Talking about the Cowboys, and then so and then you we decided after our talk on in Houston, yeah, you're like, you know, I'm gonna give yeah. it a chance. 
and, and Chris was just like, you know, just listen and ignore, man. Just listen and ignore. Like, just accepting for who he is. Sure. Man. But now he's fucking crazier, Chris. <laughs> he thinks the vaccine is administering uh, something as bad as the HIV virus. He's got these crazy conclusions. He thinks they're trying to kill us. He thinks he met Dr. Anthony Fauci in the 80s. This, this is a new one. Yeah, he said that. I met I met Dr. Fauci in the 80s, and he was a scumbag. I was like, when the fuck? Well, this is new. When did, when did you yeah, meet Dr. Dad, Fauci? Dad, turn off Fox News for five minutes. Uh, just, thank just God. Five minutes. Thank God we didn't bring up Alec Baldwin. Jesus Christ. <laughs> No, because my dad is one Fucking of those... Fucking old dead-eye Alex. Bro. <laughs> dead-eye Alex. Oh, dead-eye Baldwin. My dad's one of those people that was, that that probably thinks Alec Baldwin needs to go to prison. I look, Alec Baldwin's an asshole, what, but he doesn't that, need to go to prison. Wasn't that... Uh, for, that uh, what is it? Uh, director of photography? Wasn't she uh, like no, the, working... Uh, cinematographer. Uh, wasn't she working on like a documentary about the Clintons or something? What? She's working this on is, No, this is how... See, this is, is how right? the fucking conspiracy bullshit gets <laughs> She's started. On- okay, if she was, then yeah, the Clintons totally did. Um, <laughs> but I don't think so. You no. know it's bad when the Clintons got fucking Alec Baldwin killing people? Bro, I, 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 I link every murder in the United States to the Clintons. You can just do that. I don't know if you... That's like a fun pastime. It's... <laughs> It's like, it's like uh, six degrees of Kevin Bacon. Six degrees of Kevin Bacon's, yeah, two pieces of evidence away from Bill and Hillary. That's what it's called. Um, no, my wife has actually got some experience on, because uh, my wife does film. So right, right. the person who's responsible for that is the assistant director, right? And that's what my wife does on film shoots. So for those of you who don't know how films work, that prop gun, they call it a prop gun, but it's an actual gun. It's a real fucking it's a, it's gun. It's a real fucking gun, okay? It's provided by an armor, an armorer who's got to check to see there's no live rounds by mistake, right? And there should never be live rounds on a movie set, correct? Never, never, not at all. And the armorer hands it to the prop guy uh, or the prop master. Prop master, supposed to double check, make sure there's not a live round in the fucking chamber, right? And then it goes to the assistant director. Assistant director is supposed to check. There's no fucking live rounds in the fucking. So what had happened was. An what had a- happened was. What had happened was. No, I've read the story. An hour before, um, an hour before the <laughs> the Baldwin shooting. Jesus, I can't believe I'm saying that. An hour before uh, Alec Baldwin. Uh, couldn't happen to a nicer guy. The, 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 an hour before uh, Alec Baldwin went full Arn Anderson on the cinematographer. <laughs> Put it back to wrestling. Uh, half the crew of the film uh, walked out in protest of the working conditions. Um, huh, it's it, it like rem, remind me: is this a large budget film, or is this like an independent, or what is? Uh, I, I, I don't do we know. Even know. I don't know. I don't know. So what they did was they hired what's called scab workers. Scab workers will work cheaper because they have less experience and they're not a part of any unions. So to give to give an example, it's as if uh, the 
I don't know if you remember when the NFL went on strike. Oh, and they got those fucking referees. And they got... And they got uh, God damn it. And they actually got guys that couldn't make it in the NFL to start playing... Oh, I thought you were talking about the referee oh, thing. You remember the... the re- 80s? Do, do you remember the referee strike? And so they started hiring referees oh, from Jesus, high schools. Jesus Christ. And those fucking games. The big but, fat guys running Yeah. And then they found out that one guy was like a Saints fan and he was purposely anyway. But no, you get the gist. Right. So you have these guys that are inexperienced, not part of any unions, working on the set. I'm already in my second beer. Jesus Christ. Um, so yeah, so you hire these inexperienced. So I'm sure no one was checking the fucking gun, and then saying, "Oh yeah, this gun sold there." I mean, usually. So what killed Brandon Lee of the Crow? That, that was that was an actual. That was a projectile from a blank. From a blank. From yes. a blank. And this is where people need to know the distinction. That was a projectile from the blank. Placed the gun had been placed there by the yakuza. N- uh, no, no, <laughs> no one was killed because Alec they Baldwin, were. Bruce- Al Baldwin did that one too. No, no, I mean that was yeah, but no, no. So that gun was checked several fucking times before it was put on set. Blanks can shoot out large pieces of projectiles. There's yeah, a chance that it could really happen. Not really a bullet, but it's it can. Be. Alec Baldwin's was a live round. And I, I couldn't. How is that fucking possible? Um, so a scab crew not doing their jobs. Now who's in charge of hiring the scab crew? Producers, and who's a producer on that film? Alec Baldwin. Oh, the, Alec Baldwin. I'm sorry, I just assumed we were going back to. So a lot of people are going, oh, Alec Baldwin's, you know, he's not responsible, but he is responsible. Well, Misty. It was just like, yeah, he's a producer, but a lot of the actors in movies make themselves producers. Yeah, they're executive just to put producers the name, just on the name. On the they, name to pass through make the studio. Money so they can make money off the yeah, back end. But it's yeah. also to get a studio to fund your film. Oh, right, of course. You know? Yeah, sure. And, uh, as you know, he might not have had anything to do with decisions. He might have done, but it's a complete accident. Probably more than likely, probably not. But my dad would be a part of that crowd <clears throat> that thinks he should go to prison, all because he did an impression of Donald Trump. I had Listen. one lady. I had one lady on Twitter because I made a joke about it. Of course, I had one lady on Twitter say it was karma. Can you imagine that? Is that uh, what? What would a man do? Yeah, that's. I mean, that that's so bad that he deserves to watch himself blow another person's head off unintentionally. There's like, and and like. Obviously, there's never not been any details on how the what, what the injury was or how it happened. Oh, he blew what, her fucking head off. Did he dude. really? I think he did. Yeah, because no it was like an instantaneous, like they fucking knew what, this was chick it a cow- was, dead. It was a, Like it was a western or a cowboy movie. Or it was something. called. It's called Rust. Um, I don't know the type of gun, but it was called Rust. And then it ricocheted and hit the director. I think in the leg or something. But it was like the person was holding the camera. I'm sure it was one of the close-up shots sure, like of the gun up. coming up. And then he fired oh, it. Sounds like it was, Hillary did it to me. <sighs> I mean, I'm not going to leave it outside the realm of possibility. But, um, you know, it was. it's one of those. But I, I, here's the thing about the political divide in this country. Just because someone does an impression of the guy you voted for, you ignore all empathy. Listen, that's completely and totally ridiculous. It is. It's 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 fucking ridiculous. Anybody who listen, I, listen no, no offense to anybody that like your dad. Look, if you hate Alec Baldwin, who's that's misinformed. Fine. But let's 
let's be honest. The majority of this United States is is middle of the road. We want our, we want to be able to fucking make enough money to survive, and we want fucking gas to not be fucking four dollars a gallon. Yeah, yeah. Or eight dollars a gallon in California. Yeah, yeah. And but like, like I like I remember, and I've probably I don't know, I've probably said this on episodes that got fucking erased, but. <laughs> <laughs> we can't do that. <laughs> that fiscal, that physical conservative prick. I'm gonna. This episode's not releasing. Fuck you, Dan. <laughs> that physical conservative. <laughs> Listen, are you, physi- if you can't lay, If you can't laugh at yourself, then Phys- fuck you, man. Physically conservative. That yeah. means you don't work out. That's yeah. what that means. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that means I won't do squats. Nope, not anymore. No, I'm, no, I'm physically, guy. I'm physically conservative. I'm an upper body guy. Donuts, and then the only <laughs> sit up I get is when I'm sitting up to get that other donut. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. When anyway, I'm, when I'm the, sitting in peace, go, go ahead with your with uh, your point. I'm sorry. You know the 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 point is is that I remember I remember when I was a kid, and we would have the election, and then after the election, everybody would wash their hands and go, "Well, I hope he does good." Yeah, you know what I I'm remember, saying. Remember when, when I we was used to kid, root for the United States? My my first my first like election that I could remember was Dole and fucking Clinton, and I remember it wasn't really such a big thing. Like it was a big thing to like my parents, but then when it was all said and done, and Clinton got reelected, well, the uh, Clinton actually the Clinton yeah, presidency was, was yeah. probably the beginning of the shit because well but like that's, that's the thing Clinton won and well, then it was just like ah, yeah, no one yeah, gives like a shit it, anymore I think it's 92 like no one but no one pit, no one like got fucking Pe- no pissed. people got people were like it was the beginning because it was the beginning of Rush Limbaugh's career sure but, um, but I think people got but pissed but people still but people were still like because of the whole fucking uh, um, George Bush Bush Senior and uh, Ross Perot thing, and it split sure. the bro- bro- you know the vote, and it was a big deal. But you know, we still said, okay, let's see what he can do. Yeah, but then he, he you know, he beat Dole right for re-election, uh-huh. and I remember people were just like, eh, okay, whatever, he's president again. Right. I think the real division started um, when the Bush Gore bullshit happened in Florida. Yeah, that was a big deal. That was a big, but like that really like took people over. I feel like that really took people over the edge. Like I remember people just yeah, arguing was, nonsense. It's like you don't even fucking live in Florida. You well, don't. Here even know was what's the going. point. It's like can't we just can't, can't after? It's like a fucking football game. Like fucking get over it after it happens. Like okay. So here's here's the comparison I'm going to make right now. Alec Baldwin. It's like you're watching a high school football game. And Alec Baldwin kills a quarterback <laughs> with a gun. No, Alec. Bal- and the Clintons were involved. Okay, here. Okay, you know what? No comparison. <laughs> so no compar- we're the, playing the Clintons, Arkansas. The Clintons were the we're coaches. Playing Arkansas. No, it. Here's the thing. We go from <laughs> this guy from Hope from Gore and Bush onward to now. Just because someone pl- does an impression. I'm sorry this has turned into it's a political fine. discussion. No, no, no. But, like, it all, you know, it's because we study our parents. So it kind of. Right, know. right. Um, but, so, just because somebody does an impression of a guy you voted <laughs> for, you have to lose all sympathy, empathy, I, I all just, that. I just, I just can't Off imagine. of a tragic just, accident. Listen, 
If it's funny, it's funny. I don't know if you've watched. Oh, it's funny. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't know if you've watched. Like, you've watched. Because if some... it was Stephen Baldwin, we wouldn't care. No, we would, nobody give. A <laughs> no one would give a shit. We'd be like, Stephen Baldwin's alive. Fucking give him the electric chair. <laughs> no, this is what it would be if somebody goes, Stephen Baldwin shot somebody in a, on a movie set, and you go, Stephen Baldwin's in a movie. <laughs> Stephen Baldwin's doing work again. <laughs> or it would be like Stephen Baldwin again. <laughs> He did it again. Who? <laughs> or who? But because it's Alex. Holly Shore's not in it, is he? God, I don't know who else was in this movie, man. It wouldn't be, it wouldn't surprise me if Polly Shore <laughs> Polly Shore's like, God damn it. <laughs> Every time I oh, try shit. to make a fucking comeback. Now that would be that would be the scandal if Polly Shore would have killed him. Here, here you know what? Let's put it let's make it a celebrity that everyone loves. Just to because people hate Alec Baldwin. Okay. Right? Okay. If it was Jeff Goldblum, everyone would fucking and you know what? Not everybody. No, come still, on. Let's let's choose somebody okay. else. That, okay. Okay, we gotta choose somebody. I got one. I got okay. one. Go ahead. Someone who works with guns in a lot of movies. The rock. No, if it was The Rock, it'd be like, thank fucking God, man. I'm so sick and tired of the fucking rock. <laughs> no, I but, really no, am. This is what happened. People would be going. The Rock killed somebody in the movie? I heard that girl was a bitch. <laughs> oh, he's following in Jimmy Superfly's fucking footsteps. <laughs> go, well, I heard she was a fucking bitch. She kind of deserved it. Keanu Reeves. Everyone loves Keanu Reeves. Okay, I got a better one than that. Go ahead. Henry Winkler. The Dude, nicest man in fucking bro. Hollywood. First of all, the who's nicest. Po- who, what, what assistant director is putting a gun in Henley Winkler? I want to see this movie. What, what is this script where Henry Winkler? If anyone from Hollywood is listening, please give Henry Winkler a gun put and put Henry it on Winkler camera in a fucking movie where he has a gun. In his hand. I just, I don't. What, what? Just like the pissed off accountant. I don't understand why would he would need a gun in any movie role ever. But no, Keanu Reeves from the John Wick movies. The could you, Fonz goes could, on. Could you? <laughs> the Fonz is back and he's pissed. <laughs> the jukebox is broken. Whoa. The jukebox stays broken. No, but like imagine if Keanu Reeves was filming, filming one of those fucking John Wick movies. Right. And he accidentally killed somebody. No one would be on Twitter going, send a hashtag Keanu to well, prison. Well, here's the difference. Because John Wick has a... John Wick movies have a have a fucking budget, and they don't fucking hire scouts. No, no, that's true. Right. That's true. But I don't think it's. I, I don't know. I feel bad for the guy. I feel. I feel. It's funny. It's fucking hilarious. Like but it's I'm a funny dark because it's not funny. It's right? funny because it's not yeah, funny. Right. I'm a dark humored motherfucker. I think that's fucking hilarious. And that is like a that is like a Warner Brothers cartoon. When I think about right. it in my head, it's like Wiley Coyote, like black and smoke, right. and then there's smoke like black all over the girl's face. You know, like right. <laughs> from, from Elmer Fudd and shit. Anyways, that's just my. But I feel uh, I hates that rabbit. I feel fucking terrible for him. I really do. But, you know, like, okay, so you got me to talk to my dad again, so I'm calling him tomorrow night for the, well, good for the you, cowboy man. game. Yeah, yeah, Listen, yeah. You, all, you ha- all you can do is all you can do. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, even if, listen, even if it's a five-minute conversation, at least you're it's like 40. 20, well, that's 20, good. That's pretty good. Yeah. Um, that's pretty good. It's just like, but now that I've got this new mindset of just like, just ignore it, don't argue with it, you don't have to follow it. 
it's just really fucking draining. Oh, sure. Like, you know, you're it's like be, listening. You're having to be the big man. At least the Clinton conspiracy's fun. <laughs> <Not sure. laughs> this is just lame shit. And you can start doing stuff like uh, just like throwing shit in there. You know, it's like, yeah. oh, oh yeah, how about that fucking Alec Baldwin. That's, oh, dude, I can't believe we didn't even bring up Alec Baldwin. I, I, I meant to bring it up just to like get a chuckle out of what he would say, but we didn't even get to it because we still had we had a lot to talk about. We had to talk about my brother's fucking craziness. Uh, we had to talk about. Uh, he asked me about uh, the improv and Harlan Williams. My cool. dad's my dad's actually a huge Harlan cool. Williams fan. Um, funny guy, man. Oh yeah, I got to God, tell him about Harlan so and funny. you know, um, he just asked me about Misty and you know how Misty's doing. Told him about Ralphie. Told him about the plans to get the new puppy and everything. Dan's getting a new puppy. Getting a new puppy. Yeah, getting Ralphie a little brother. Um, but yeah, I, you know, I had to tell him about my my tooth and my my surgeries right. and shit. Like he messed up on ten. I kept him out of ten months of stuff, but at the same time, I couldn't fucking, I couldn't go on with life being a guy that you know erased his. You know, if my dad died, I didn't want that to be my fucking and that's, story. That, that's your only fucking job. You know, like it's all you can do is put forth the effort. And hopefully things will work out. Like, he doesn't hit me up for money. You right. know what I mean? Fucking God, you're ahead of the he fucking didn't, game, bro. He didn't fucking touch me when I was little or yeah. anything. There have been much worse dads. And I've seen it, Was man. he? Was he a physically affectionate person? Honestly? What, what are you trying to... No, I'm you Did know. he know the Clintons? Yeah. <laughs> 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 No, honestly, my dad. Uh, my dad was a uh, farm. Was he, was he? Was he a hug you and tell you he loves you kind of a guy? Yeah. 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 So what's my dad? My but my dad was gone all the time. My dad was like working. At, or? He's in the top of the pharmaceutical industry. Oh, gotcha. And was traveling, and then he'd come home to a toxic marriage because gotcha. mom, mom was an alcoholic. Issues, yeah. Oh, mom was a huge alcoholic. Yeah. So, uh, you know, me and my brother were kind of fucked up from that, but uh, there there are kids that had it worse. There are kids that had it worse, and I realize that. My brother needs to realize that. But, uh, you know, fine, I'm talking to him again. You can't fix everybody, man. He can't. He you really can't. Fix can't. He can't fix people fucking fucking that. You can't fix Charlotte Flair, apparently. Okay, Holy now we're going to get into wrestling. Yeah, we're just transitioning into wrestling. So here we right go there. for all our wrestling you fans. You want to talk about you want to talk about someone with a Holy bad father. Shit. <laughs> well, not bad, but uh, I'm just fucking I'm just I just love burning Ric Flair. Uh so Charlotte Flair's gone rogue. Uh so give us a whole fucking overview. I Man, sent you an article. Yeah, no, and I watched that whole damn thing. I, I watched it unfold. So Friday Night SmackDown hits. Uh, Charlotte's been drafted uh, to SmackDown. Or, yeah. Yeah, anyway, they had to do... SmackDown's Friday Night. Something like that. I don't, I don't know. It's a stupid fucking idea from Creative where they, they switched the rosters up and then Becky and Charlotte were still champions of their respective brands, but now they're switching, so they got to do a title switch. Why they couldn't just lose the titles in Saudi Arabia. By the way, they're fucking still doing that show in Saudi Arabia, which is stupid, and Goldberg's still fucking around. Well, anyway. Here, here, is the check going to clear? Yeah, that's, that's, all, that's, that's all about Basically what it's all about now, but anyway... 
Charlotte was against this whole title exchange segment, apparently. So they and got went drafted out, to the opposite... Opposite shows, holding... Uh, they're both holding the they're, championships. They're both of the other show, so they need to right. switch the belts. That's stupid. Very, isn't it? Uh, <laughs> Charlotte's against this idea because she feels it makes her championship reign look weak she if she feel, has to... She feels like she exchanging titles is going to tarnish her championship. Yeah, something like that. Well, yeah, because it doesn't matter that, like... This is what I would have done. Well, here's here here's what they could have done. They were they were having they were defending their titles at Saudi Arabia, right? They could have just dropped those belts to those women that were staying on those shows. Right. That way you don't have to do this whole title switch, right? So let let's get to what happened okay. and then we'll get to how okay. you how you would have done it cuz Charlotte had a way of doing it. Apparently. apparently. <laughs> so she didn't like this idea. So she just went out there and did her own thing. And I, if you have an original recording of SmackDown, go watch it. Maybe you can find it on YouTube because the replays, they edited the segment. They edited it. That's WWE for so you. So when it comes down to it, Charlotte enters the ring. And as soon as she gets on the mic, you can tell that she is not being her normal character she's not having the same cadence she's she kind of uh, have a little bit of a not give a fuck attitude just a not give a fuck attitude i'm pl- i'm, pl- like, I'm doing everybody. i'm doing business for myself right. so in this that's move, what they it's what they used to call it in the business going in business going for in business for yourself that's what she was doing so at the part where she's supposed to give becky the uh her title you know she uh instead plays keep away and when becky reaches for it she drops it on the ground and you can see the aggravation in Becky's face. Like, you can see legitimate fucking anger. She's pissed. She's pissed. Which leads Becky to just fucking throw her title at Charlotte. Not enough to where it actually, like, hits Charlotte and hurts her. But, like, in a, in a controlled manner. Like, I better not throw it too hard because I'll hurt her, but I'm fucking pissed. Type of way. Just a fucking, just like, like that. So then it leads to Charlotte, again, seemingly going off script, saying that, uh, oh, well, let's have a unification title uh, match tonight. And you can, and the first thing Becky does after Charlotte says that is she looks at the back. She looks at the back. Like, and I've always taken that as, like, the wrestler's looking at gorilla that's like that's, them looking that's like them looking at vince mcmahon directly going, what the fuck are we what's, what's the going, on? going on here sasha's music hits uh the segment was supposed to be um basically introducing charlotte's next opponent which would be sasha charlotte has now turned this into a charlotte versus becky thing becky looks all pissed off sasha comes out starts calling her you know she's doing a promo and by the way it's been like I don't know. Sasha Banks has been on the main roster now for a good while. Why can't we get her better at the mic? That's all I'm asking. So anyway, she calls Charlotte a bitch and says she doesn't give a damn. And Charlotte, in that cadence of I don't give a fuck, is like, wait, Sasha, that's not that's not PC. Or that's not PG. Basically contradicting WWE's right. Pro- thing. Program of wanting to do PG wrestling program. Becky says, I'll see one of you at Survivor Series and slams the fucking mic down. And then, I guess, Charlotte just kind of follows the script from there. But when Charlotte gets back to the back, 
Becky and Sonia Deville, who was moderating the segment, uh, they get in her face. They have to be held back from her. And Vince basically says to Charlotte, I think you should leave. They escort Charlotte out of the building with a WWE uh, official or security, one of the so two. So was this on camera or off That camera? was off camera. See, that's the point. The point is, is that, uh, like, if you don't have it on camera, like, let's just say that situation happened to me. Yeah. If it's not on camera, then it doesn't mean anything. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, if they're in the back fucking squaring off at each other. Yeah. So, like. I don't think, I, but but see, the thing. For me, I'm like, I'm like, you know what? Listen, we're in the back now. Fuck you. We're shooting. That's what was happening. Right. That's what was happening. And then the WWE. Like, fucking take both of you motherfuckers on. I'll take an ass whooping maybe, but fucking let's bring it because I'm fucking standing up for myself. That was pretty much what was happening. Right. Yeah. Becky was standing up for herself because Charlotte made her look weak by playing well, keep and away. Fucking and Charlotte's fucking sick of the shit too. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I mean, sometimes it's time to fucking fucking fish or cut bait. Well, I see it in Charlotte's eyes. So let's let's take a look at the past year for Charlotte. Her boyfriend, fiance, gets fired. Her dad gets fired. I mean, well, we get, he kind of fucking asked for his release. Uh, so he could did do he the, though? Uh, fucking, I don't know. Did you know, he though? Here's the point. We, it's <laughs> when it comes to a corporate fucking environment like WWE, you fucking don't. Here's know. the thing. Do you think that Ric Flair would ask for his release? Just to do car pad commercials or whatever the fuck he's well, doing? Well, I think what he's... Pro- Auto insurance or whatever the fuck? Uh, I think probably, you know, that kind of shit was probably already his contract to do f- endorsements or anything. Any, but I think... I think he was... I think he wanted to do the fucking Chase show. The wrestling of the, the NWA. Chase show, yes. NWA 75th. And, um, and I think that he's... Probably fucking tired of the bullshit. He was probably tired of it, but you gotta think of it. I'm I'm thinking of this through Charlotte's eyes, you know. Her well, dad. Well, now if I was in her position, and even if like what she's what she just recently signed a new contract, right? She's got four years left on her current contract, and they're not gonna mm-hmm. fire her because AEW is the fucking oncoming storm. So let me let me give some sort of an insight. What it's like to be in this position. Okay. I'm going to give you the example of what happened to Steve Austin. I Okay, I love that. Let's okay. do it. So, what happened to Steve is he was the top fucking dog. And let me explain to you, because I've been in the fucking back, and I was... Lonely at the top. It's fucking lonely at the top. Yeah, okay? I'm sure it's and like that for women's People are constantly... Standards. Well, and regardless, if you are... One of the top draws, and you're constantly on TV every fucking week. People are fucking jealous of you, and it's a lot of pressure to keep that thing going because one little fuck up, and people are like, ah, you know, this is fucking, maybe she's not as good as she was two years ago, you know, and all that kind of bullshit. It's exactly what happened to Steve. Yep. And, it's happening to Charlotte now. And Steve got to the point where he was like, he was under such pressure. He was going through, he, he'd been through two divorces. Yeah. He's, he was fucking, his, his relationships were shit. Drinking when he, when a lot. He, when too. he was off the fucking road, he was literally living in a fucking hunting cabin in the middle of fucking nowhere. And 
like all he could think about when he was off work was getting back on the road so he didn't fucking lose his spot. Yeah. And and it came to the point where they were fucking trying to fucking put a hook in it and they wanted to do the gimmick with uh, Brock Lesnar and he said, fuck you, I'm going to go home. Uh, but I... Probably not the best reaction to that. Now it that wasn't, we're looking at it, and he regrets it. But I the mean, point is, is that when you're but under he did this, have a point. When you're under this kind of pressure, it comes to the point where you got to go, listen. I got to regroup, and you, and it's not that you're saying I'm quitting. No, you're saying I, I just, need I time to regroup. Now, happened again with who? CM Punk. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Okay, he was on such pressure, and they weren't giving him the props well, because he was not a fucking. He was not a fucking giant, and the WWE, whatever you say, it's been like this since fucking 70s, the WWF is a land of the giants. It's true. And they don't fucking it's give true. respect to fucking smaller wrestlers uh, but like that. But uh, let, me, let me just throw so in, let me just throw in a... reflection of what's happened to Charlotte Flair right now. Let me throw in a disagreement on CM Punk for a second. Okay. I think the way the CM Punk situation was handled, and how I think WWE handled that vitriolically more more volatile than they did Steve. You well, know? and two, he was... Steve was the top dog. Steve was the top was, dog. He was one of the best-selling guys for merchandise. And CM Punk just got done being the best-selling guy. Took a heel turn when he didn't want to take a heel turn. He was doing things in creative that he wasn't... It's the exact same thing with Steve. He was sure. doing things in creative that he didn't agree with to make people happy, and they still weren't lightening up on him. But I think with CM Punk, I think they were purposely fucking him around. Because they could. Well, and, and, and you know, he didn't have a good relationship with Hunter. And no. He was coming into power at the time. Yeah. And fucking in charge. You know, he was. But no, but your idea, but your idea, but your yeah, idea is the same. The, yes. the point is, is this that is it gets to the point where you go. So she's under that pressure. Same thing. You, you can, you can like, you know, it was happening the same way with with you know things were becoming more important with CM Punk just like things were becoming more important for Steve now, and things are becoming more important with Charlotte because now her boyfriend's working for another company yeah. and her dad's fucking starting to get involved in it maybe and, you know, I don't I mean, know the plane ride from hell know, the plane but, ride from hell is kind of well, fucked, that's over. fucked him a little bit fucked yeah. him a little bit but you said something interesting and 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 I've noticed this too whenever there's like someone's having a problem in WWE. They always throw out, well, they've been sticking to them. They've been keeping to themselves in the back. You don't have a, you don't, they've been, at that point, you they know, don't hang out with anybody. Well, you know, you see the same, you say, saw the same thing with Hogan. Steve Austin. You saw the same thing with fucking uh, the Ultimate Warrior. CM Punk. You saw the same thing with fucking Steve. Mm-hmm. You, got, you, Brock, saw the same you thing think with, Brock Lesnar hangs out with fucking people? Fuck no. Uh, you know, a, a recent report came out. Oh, Bray Wyatt was difficult to work with. Was he though? Well, here's was he though? Here's what you got to <laughs> understand. If it gets to the point where you become that, um, that influential in the back, sure, that the boys start stop hanging out with you, sure. And you're on your own. My point is... Like, if you might have one or two guys, that, like, it never happened to The Undertaker. Yeah. Never happened to Mark Calloway. Now, he was going through 
relationship problems and shit and stuff, but that motherfucker could make his calls. Everybody rallied around mm-hmm. the Undertaker because. But, it, so, but my point on WWE is when someone's misbehaving, they throw out a narrative to make the wrestling fan go. Oh, well, that person's just being an asshole. Well, and that's and what, that narrative is, oh, well, they stick to themselves. They they hang out. They they stay away from the I'll, locker I'll room. You, it's you, always that, man. I'll tell you what, man. I saw it when I was working for WWE. Like, sometimes Steve didn't have a fucking friend in the world. Absolutely. The only people he hung out with were, like, he, would, he was social with Vince he was social with the top guys mm-hmm. like fucking Mark and, you know, a few guys. But it really got to the point where, <clears throat> you know, it's that middle card that everybody rallies around because everybody's, you know, the boys at the bottom are trying to get to the middle and the boys at the middle are trying, trying to get, get to the, the top. top. But if you're in the middle. But you're in the middle. Like it's actually. Every, you, it's, you, it's really camaraderie. Like everybody's yeah. like, hey, man. Yeah. You know, like. Everybody's, you know, it's it's like being, it's the difference of being, you know, the uh, president of the company, yeah. and being uh, a fucking worker, yeah, you yeah, know what I'm you know, so like next to the water all cooler, the workers hang around, the IT it. guys, yeah. all the workers hang out together, and when the boss shows up, everybody shuts up, everybody shuts up, or it's like, oh, we got split from the water, right? Room. Well, so he, but here's what I think. Here's what I think, man. And I and I can't say this for like all of the WWE roster, but you kind of get the feeling that maybe people don't want to be there anymore. And I think maybe Charlotte's kind of doing this because it's like, well, I can, I can, because if they're not gonna fire me, if they're not gonna send me home because I bring ratings, then what the fuck can they do to me? And even if they do fire me, I've got another company with another billionaire mm. that will pay me the money that I want and I work with my fiance and my dad will eventually come in when people stop talking about the helicopter dick situation. <laughs> you know? I think we're wrecking his dick. But at the same time, I think Charlotte and, and I hope someone of significance is listening to this. I think Charlotte Flair ever since that SmackDown has been the most interesting thing in professional wrestling since CM Punk. Well, because now she's she is taking the game and playing the rules her way, making her own rules. It gets to the point. You know? It gets to the point as a worker, and I can tell you this because it happens the exact same way in the independents and small companies. Oh, that's another thing. Oh, hold on. Because it gets to the point where. <clears throat> You're the low man on the total pole in the independent company. Yeah. And then somebody notices you and you get a little bit more prestige and they're like, and then they need somebody for a show and they're like, oh, how about so-and-so? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then he moves up and then all of a sudden, like, they're like, oh, you know, we need somebody new for that main event. Well, what about so-and-so? You oh, heard. yeah, fucking, yeah, let's bring him in, see if he does. And now he's done a main event, and maybe it's a good fucking main event in this independent company, and now you're the top guy in the fucking independent company yeah. because you're the new face. People like you. They're fucking popping for you. You're doing moves. You're something no different. Yeah. yeah, it's something different. It's a different fucking flavor. It's not fucking goddamn fucking bologna sandwiches every day. It's something new. Yeah. 
And then fucking, and then people go, oh, well, he's getting fucking pushed. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, fucking, you, you either, you have a choice. You either push the envelope or you go to another company. Yeah. No, absolutely. So it's, you know, well, it's, we have one less company someone can go to. I don't know if you heard Ring of Honor released everyone on their roster. They're closing up? Well, they, shop or they, what? they'll have, they're going to have an update, I think, in April of where they're headed next. That's not good. Uh, I mean, mean, it's not fucking something I watch. I wouldn't be surprised if there was no Ring of Honor anymore. A lot of people on Twitter I saw blaming AEW and blaming uh, just... Taking all their talent or what? No. Well, they're blaming... Yeah, that. But also, we got to remember, and it said it in in, in Ring of Honor's statement, Ring of Honor hasn't had a show in 18 months, people. Right. That has nothing to do with right. that has nothing to do with AEW. There was a pandemic, and it closed. It, Chikara Pro, Chikara Pro went down because of the the pandemic. A lot of these small companies went down because of the pandemic. This pandemic was going to take things with it. Well, and two, you gotta you gotta think they're not they're not small independent companies that can work on a shoestring budget. Mm-hmm. They are kind of medium-sized companies sure. that actually have to have some sort of revenue. And Ring of Honor had the Sinclair Broadcasting Group, I'm sure, breathing down their necks. That was their only TV deal. They haven't had consistent... I should correct myself. They haven't had consistent shows in 18 months. Gotcha. I, I'm sure they had a pop-up show here and there. But uh, it leads to a lot of talent um, being available right now. Well, and they don't have, if they're not working, if they normally work constantly for Ring of Honor, they have nowhere to work. They have nowhere to work. So they got to go out there and hit the bricks. And So it's just something I had to address because I see people blaming AEW, and it's not AEW's fault. This isn't like Bischoff nah, fucking sabotaging so ECW. You nah, know? I agree with you. Um, but yeah, Charlotte, probably the most entertaining thing in wrestling right now because at least... I like someone who's just like, you know what? Fuck these guys. I'm going to do what I want to do. If they don't like it, they could fire me. Now, I totally see a possibility right now, and this is what I think Vince should do. Vince should strip her of the belt, send her home. Send her home, have her sit at home, and think. Worked with Steve Austin. Worked with Sasha Banks. Remember yeah, Sasha? That was, that was Steve's idea. I mean, that was Steve's idea. You know what I'm saying? But Vince wasn't picking up the phone going, hey, come back, come back, come back. You know? Nobody was talking to fucking everybody <laughs> in the company going, do you think we can get Steve back? Sasha Banks. Sasha Banks got disgruntled maybe like two years ago. A year ago. Two years ago. Vince, after WrestleMania. Uh, Sasha got pissed. That her and Bailey lost the tag team championships. They got into like a little thing where they were sitting in the locker room bitching, sitting out in the hallway bitching. Vince sent Sasha home. Three fucking months later, three or four months later, she came back. It's a it's a move. It's a move you can do. Have so- have Charlotte go home and fucking think about it. And you know what? It could be like it. Honestly, it it probably has nothing to do with creative. It probably has everything to do with the fact that she's just fucking drained. Well, you know, it, it absolutely it, it has more to do with. <clears throat> it probably has more to do with her personal life. Yeah, because that's where stress comes. Like you can you can kind of turn off and on. You could turn work off and on. Yeah, but it's difficult to. 
turn your personal life off and on. Like Absolutely. It's something that happens when the cameras aren't on. And she's probably dealing with some stress not being around her you know, Beyonce, boyfriend. Yeah. yeah. Now. And uh, not being around her dad as much. Yeah, you know, it's fucking uh, back to that schedule now that the now that the they found a way to get out of that fucking Thunderdome and actually start touring live again. Well, and it's and it's it's really easy when there's stresses in your life mm-hmm. and something happens creatively that you don't agree with to f- to f- for it to all fucking go off the rails. Yeah. So they uh they canceled her media tours. Well, of course they did. I mean, but those would have been Learned to shut the fuck up. I would just send her home. Just send her home, <clears throat> see what happens. If yeah. you have to fire or fire. Nah, you know, that probably is not gonna happen because I don't know how the uh I don't if she's smart enough, she is getting unlike the majority of the roster for WWE, she's probably got a pretty ironclad contract. Sure. And I'm going to throw this out there, and you're going to be surprised when you hear me say this. I don't want Charlotte in AEW women's division. One, she's not going to be called Charlotte Flair. I think someone someone on Reddit, so there's a thing every time a WWE superstar gets released, right. Reddit makes up a name for them. So like... Uh, <laughs> So, like, uh, Samoa Joe was Fiji Joseph, you know what I mean? <laughs> so, like, uh, Charlotte Flair, this was the funniest one I saw, was Carolina Fire. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't, want, I don't want her in AEW's women's division. I think AEW's women's division is great because you can hire Ruby Soho's, you know, okay, and you can build Britt Baker's. You can just form that division organically because you have such a great tag team division and such a great men's division that you can just organically grow that women's division, make your own Becky Lynch, make your own Sasha Banks, make your own. Well, you know what my opinion is on uh, lady wrestling is. Oh, God. uh, Listen, I mean, it's not my... It's not my Your forte. Your in-laws stay with you for a one fun fucking week, and the gloves come off. No, it's just the honest truth. It's like I've never been interested in it. Like, I watch it. I see them do five or six moves. I can't believe it, and I turn it off. Well, so, but you also come from an era where they were, it was either Mae Young or Moolah, and they're not really yeah, doing anything. They're, I mean, I still call it what, lady wrestling. Yeah. And then when you got into wrestling, it was eye candy. That's all they were. Were just right. You know, they were they were the tassels on your fucking jacket. Right. But now we're in this day and age where yeah, they can do what the men do. Well, you know what I mean. Well, okay. I'm not. I'm not trying to in virtue. that division. Yeah. I'm not trying to virtue virtue. Signal I understand. You. I understand. Like things change. It's and, and, things change. Things right. evolve. You yeah. know. But women can be fucking badass. But if Charlotte went to AEW, it would just that would ruin the division. Uh, but you know why it would ruin the division? You want to hear? Because no opinion? one could believe that anyone could beat Charlotte. That's exactly right. I know. Stop the fuck out of everybody. Beat in there. the fuck even their own champion, Britt Baker. Yes. I'm sorry. I love Britt Baker, but you put Britt Baker versus Charlotte Flair. I'm not going. Oh, who's gonna and, win? And listen. I think I have respect for Charlotte Fair. She's she's done. Fucking, oh, I do too. She's I do some, too. She's, I mean, she's done some crazy shit for somebody who got in the business late mm-hmm. 
And, uh, you know, okay, she had a push because who her dad was. No, but and you but gotta, she's a great athlete. You got to remember, she didn't get she's, into wrestling because she wanted to get into wrestling. She got into wrestling because Reed really loved right. wrestling. He died, so she did it for him. So we're talking about someone who actually... Well, you know, you fall in love with it. You don't do something you, do. you don't like. It. You, you do. Don't like it. You don't fucking love it. You but, do. But you still got to go to those initial But you have, you know... Reasons. Right. And she... She's really fucking made a name for herself. Oh, absolutely. And it, and it, and I will respect anybody who puts that kind of effort in to to get in that kind of fucking condition. Yeah. And put that much effort in on a daily basis to become that kind of, you know, athlete. Yeah. Well, and they just didn't build them like that when I was a fucking kid. They didn't build them women like that nope. when I was a kid. No, nope. they were you all, kids they, nowadays. They were all soft and squishy. Are getting some good looking athletic <laughs> women. Let saying. me tell you. Uh, well, we'll we'll see what happens as these episodes continue. It's definitely something to keep our eye on. Chris, I hate to end the show and send you back to your in laws, no, but it, I'm not going home. You're not going home. No. You're gonna play NBA Jam with me. Now I gotta teach Chris There's NBA Jam. Be a bar from between here and there. So. I'm sure you can find something. I'm not going with you. I'm not gonna. You're gonna go to some biker bar, and then I'm gonna be fresh meat for all the fellas. Uh, but this is the Counting Lights podcast. Uh, he's Chris German. Hey, uh, just oh, let's plug shit. Fucking plug shit. Let's plug you? shit. Well, first we gotta we gotta exp- we gotta. Revealed that November 13th's wrestling show has been postponed. That has been postponed till the spring. Any reason why? Or is that something we have to talk uh, about off podcast? No, it's, it's fine. Uh, okay. There were uh, there were some uh, issues with other events. And, sure. Uh, AEW mis- full gears on the same night. Some miscommunications. Gotcha. And I think, uh, in my opinion, as a promoter and a guy who's been in the wrestling business for 32 years, it's better to postpone an event than have a bad event. Also, we had a wrestler that we book. Uh, he he tore something. He yeah, we uh, had Luther some. Uh, we had some injuries, and yeah. we had some uh, By conflicts. Way, and thoughts and thoughts out there to Luther Curtis. Yeah, give it up. Get well me. soon, bro. Um, but yeah, no. But as soon as we uh, get that rescheduled, you know, we'll announce it here. And plus, we still got the Counting Lights comedy shows. I'm sure we're gonna have one in December as well. So we won't be gone for too long. Um, when's the next time you're doing stand up, Chris? I uh, don't have anything scheduled right now. Yeah, I'm gonna. Uh, I shouldn't have fucking asked. Yeah, you just <laughs> hurt my feelings. I'm gonna be in my uh, living room. I'm gonna be fucking, uh, fucking sitting in the fucking living room. My trying, in-laws trying to make my in-laws laugh. Oh Lord, we don't, don't eat donuts. No, we don't want to hear your jokes. <laughs> Jesus Christ, we don't care. Old people don't think shit's. Why are you doing comedy? Why I don't you, know why you're out all the time. Why ain't you taking care of my why beautiful daughter? <laughs> hey, uh, follow us on Twitter at counting underscore lights. Uh, send us a, a follow on Facebook, facebook.com, or should I say meta.com now? Since they're cha- what? Did you hear Facebook's changing no. his name? Well, for now, it's still Facebook, facebook.com slash counting lights podcast, and send us an email. Send us an email and find out what this fucking rib is, please, at countinglightspodcastgmail.com. For Counting Lights Podcast, he's Chris Germany. That's Dan Danzi. And this is the Counting Lights Podcast, where comedy and wrestling do it in... Ah, good. No, no, no. Oh, Lord, it locks up. (laughs)